like maybe right now. Yep. Maybe it says that we're we're live talking Kramer guitars on exclusively Van Halen here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. You guys, this is a YouTube show. This is a Facebook show. Eventually, this will be a LinkedIn show. This is a podcast. And uh, today is what? October 26, 28 uh, of 2022. 88, 88 p.m. Eastern, 508 Pacific, 708 in Oklahoma. And we're going to talk Kramer guitars tonight, you guys. And we have a special guest tonight, so so uh, don't go anywhere. Smash that thumbs up. Smash that subscribe button. You want to get into the chat because we're giving away uh, a copy of Diver Down tonight. And you got to be in the chat to participate. All you got to do is is is, uh, is type. All you got to do is talk in the chat, and you're entered to win. So uh, here we go. This is exclusively Van Halen. Let's uh, let's do this. This is Michael Anthony right here, and you are watching exclusively Van Halen on the Johnny Bean TV. Keep it there. Woo! See ya! You gotta get one of these sound boxes for your videos. That's the applause. Yeah, we're live. We're alive today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Johnny being here. Johnny being here, huh? Marco is, is messaging me on uh, on WhatsApp. Here is my early 80s Kramer Focus. Look at that. We're getting messages already about Kramer guitars. We love Kramer guitars. And we have a very special guest here, right here, right now. You guys might know him from the chat. You guys, here he is. Robbie Stingle. Robbie Stingle. Dingle, you know a thing or two about Kramer guitars, huh? Oh, yeah. I was there at the factory. <laughs> right on. Right on. This is exciting, man. This is great. This this is... You guys, Robbie, Robbie is an awesome dude. You guys have seen him in the chat. And and look at that. He's got the Kramer shirt on. We'll be talking talking Kramer. Vintage Kramer. The, the, stuff, the, the stuff we grew up on. And uh, yeah, but hey, let's let's make this a real show. Let's go go ahead and say hello to the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. We have channel membership, and the top tier are the executive producers. And if I can find the card, there we go. Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB and J Cat. Thomas Santiago, Guitar Man 45, Sherman Callahan, Thomas Santiago, John Moronic, R. Habs, David Allen Wright, and Warlag. That's the top tier of channel members. I see you, Guitar Man 45. I see you in the chat because your name is in green. You're a channel member. 
I see you, man. I, I see you guys. Channel membership. It's a way you can help support the channel, support these shows, as, as you, guys, uh, you guys may know. But if you're brand new here, again, my name is Johnny Bean. We talk all things Van Halen here on Exclusively Van Halen. Talking Kramer guitars tonight. And uh, it's, it's awesomeness. So, hey, Robbie. Robbie, what's up, man? How, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Johnny. Right God, on. I love these things, people. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's yours? That's one that you did? Yeah, yeah. This is a, uh actual 82, early 82 Poplar Pacer special that was made at the Kramer factory, the body. Wow. Uh-huh. Back when they were making necks and our, our bodies in 82. And uh, that's what Ed... That's the body that Ed used on his uh, 5150s. Whoa. Man, you guys, you know, that's that's my favorite guitar ever is, is the Kramer 5150. Hey, Eddie I mean, loved his. I mean, that's that's just the coolest. I mean, look at that. That's the actual one right there, too, in that graphic. That's the actual guitar uh, 86 era, I believe. That's like the just the coolest coolest guitar ever ever for me you know um always wanted one you know ever since i was a kid and i've got i've got a couple cool ones here you know i've got what's called the gmw uh kramer 5150 you know this company called gmw guitar works i guess they were making them years ago and i i uh i played south by southwest in austin texas and they have the the guitar show there and and they had one there and I, I got that. And so I've, I've got a, a couple cool, uh, cool Kramers, you know, well, no, a few actually. Yeah. A few of them, but man, man. Well, Hey, let me just tell you guys too. Robbie and I, we've been talking, we've been talking on the phone a bunch talking, you know, Kramer guitar, just talking, you know, general stuff and, and, uh, just having a, a great time, uh, talking about this stuff. And uh, and it's funny because Robbie, you get to hear me, because I I do uh, I do like deliveries. I'm like a delivery driver basically. And Robbie's like like oh I can hear you like you're delivering this, delivering that, and it's 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 a uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get hungry listening to him. <laughs> I delivered a pizza today. What else did I deliver? I delivered a, a burrito. I delivered um, what else? Coffee. So much so much stuff. Oh, food, man. <laughs> okay, you guys, you guys remember, smash that thumbs up. If this is your first time here, you want to subscribe to this channel, especially if you like Van Halen, Van Halen guitars, Kramer guitars, any anything, any any of that stuff. Um, and uh, by the way, if you guys missed it, I, I uh, luckily, I was able to play one of the brand new EVH 78 Eruption guitars. And there, there should be a link in the chat. Actually, Nightbot already put it there before I even said it. There we go. Thank you, Nightbot. Um, so yeah, check out after this video tonight. Check out, check out this video right here if you have not seen it yet. Very, very cool. Um, so man, so hey, dude, Kramer, let's. Let, let's let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. How did how did you how did you get? Well, let, let's let's just let's go back even further. 
how did you discover just Van Halen in general? Well, you know, I used to ride my skateboard around at night with a 12-string guitar, you know, acoustic. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Van Halen wanted to come out, and I had heard it, but I have to admit, I thought, I thought Dave was a little strange with the shrieking and all, but I really liked Eddie's guitar playing. And eventually, you know, and I, every, all, every kid in the world was learning, you know, they talk about love, and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to play Eruption. I, I had a version, but I, I was thinking scales, and I, I kept it in a pentatonic scale, but Ed doesn't do that. He goes he goes one fret over when he does those uh, that part in the beginning, you know. And uh, and I had got that wrong for years, you know. But mm. we were playing, we were all playing stuff like that. And I, I started to to get into it, and I would uh, ride down the the roads at night, you know, after drinking some, and playing, you know, ain't talking about love, and especially atomic punk. You know, there's nothing like rolling down a steep hill with your twelve string jam it out and saying that nobody rules these streets at night but me you know <laughs> and uh that that kind of where it started i mean uh, i had friends that worked at, at kramer pretty much pretty far back and uh uh-huh. they were all trying to get me to work there and i was like well no i can go make trusses for, you know 550 an hour instead of 375 four dollars at the kramer plant they only had like 20 people they were they were desperate for people to work there, you know. And uh, eventually, I was—I had a friend that worked there, and I used to drive him to work, you know, almost every day. And uh, eventually, I just put the application in and started working there. And that—that that was in uh, early '84. So, uh, but I had, uh, you know, I knew people from from Kramer, like uh, Bill Isaacson. That he made me that uh, that Red Tiger guitar, you know. I picked out the wood right there in his shop. He had, he ended mm-hmm. up getting uh, fired or quit. It, it was always a mystery when you left Kramer exactly why. But uh, mm. he had bought a bunch of wood because he was the head of guitars at the time, and they were making bodies at the plant. So uh, he he took up all, all, most of the wood and stashed it at the Kramer factory, thinking it'd be safe there. But uh, he took the really good-looking stuff and put it in his shop in Red Bank, New Jersey. So uh, this guy I knew that worked there, he told me about about Bill. I went to his shop and picked out the wood that he had there, and he was going to make me the body for 250 I think with the guitar, putting it together and everything, it was probably about $450, $500, you know. And that mm-hmm. was back in 82, you know. Well, apparently he went on vacation and all the wood he acquired that was, you know, all really nice bird's eye and it was supposed to be like this new thing of like Kramer was going to do, you know, wood grain, you know, a run of wood grain. And all the people in the wood shop just ran it through production. It all got painted. It went right out the door. By the time he got back from vacation, you know, Kramer was like, where's the wood? What's this other, you know, where's the rest of the wood? And, uh, you know, he was gone. So he actually finished that guitar for me after he was, like, quit or fired. But that wood still exists. They, they put uh, they put some of it away and used it on some of the early Beretta guitars. So if you have a Beretta 
from 84 and it has like little pieces of uh you know burl coming up through the paint mm -hmm. you see little dots that's one of those pieces of wood and uh it's it's fairly rare you know so uh that would be something to kind of keep intact because uh there wasn't a whole lot of those so everybody but, checked everybody checked your kramers everybody yeah. check your kramers for for actually let me let me let me let me let me look actually hmm <laughs> well hey mike olson mike olson thank you so much man Mike Olson, I could listen to Robbie's stories about Kramer guitars for hours. Well, you're in luck because we're going to be live for hours. <laughs> well, maybe not that long, but <laughs> good job All putting right, him on Mike. the show. Mike rocks. Mike definitely rocks. Mike, 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 thank, thank you for your support, man, for the show. If you guys are wondering, and hey, this is perfect because I didn't even, didn't even announce this yet. You guys, if you'd like to help support this channel and support these shows... You can help out with what's with what's called super chats, and that's actually what what Mike just did there. He just dropped a, a super chat. Where's where's the? Uh, there we go. There we go. Help support the show. Support this channel with super chats, and uh, in doing so, you get a, a shout out instantly on Twitter at Johnny Bean on Twitter, and you change the color of my lights. So if you saw uh, behind me what had happened, my lights had actually changed. To the color of the of the super chat, so uh, that's a way you can help support this channel, support these shows here on Johnny Bean TV, here on YouTube, Facebook, eventually LinkedIn. Uh, so hey, Mike Olson, thank you so much, man. So okay, so so you're saying there, there's Kramer Berettas out there that have like this really nice wood underneath underneath the the finish but but sometimes you can kind of see like underneath like like the the burl and and the and the yeah the bird's eye the cool stuff yeah yeah i'm just joking around this this is a focus so this this wouldn't have been one of those huh no that's uh that body was made by esp in japan mm -hmm. see the whole thing with the the guy that was in charge of kramer was from the very beginning he wanted to get rid of making guitar bodies at the factory and hmm. by 1985 it was all esp parts and they were just sending them to the factory and we would you know we would paint them we would uh you know if we had a clearance for floyd rose we'd do that mm -hmm. you know uh you know, we check the neck pockets and the route and, and whatnot. So they were all ESP by then, and all the people that worked in the wood wood spot, except for a couple that were really there to do repairs. Um, you know, that that whole side of of this thing was gone. But a lot of people think that Kramer only imported bodies and assembled at the plant, and that isn't true. That isn't true at all. They did actually make bodies there at the plant. You know, for some time, you're talking, you know, basically from yeah. 1980, right about when uh, when Eddie started walking around to, uh, you know, about 1985, into the 85 okay. bit. Mm -hmm. After that, if they needed a custom body made, 
they probably they probably uh, farmed it out to to Schechter because he was making bodies at the time with uh, with Wayne Charvel would paint them. He'd make them. Wayne would paint them. You know, oh, for cool. yeah, for the for the custom order. You know, some artists before it got way out of hand where they had so many endorsees and they were making so many endorsement guitars that mm -hmm. they were all going through, you know, production. And, you know, Billy Connolly, who was there at the time, God, God rest his soul, he's passed on. But, uh, you know, he would basically kind of set them up, look at them, make sure they're okay. But he didn't really have time to do anything else, you know. Why a lot of a lot of Sammy Hagar's guitars went right through production too. I worked on those. Oh wow! Pointy pointy headstocks. Yeah. Special ordered the Red Floyd and the tuning keys from Schaller, and that's like an ionized red. It's not a paint. It, you know, it's it's just like if you get a gold Floyd, and that's uh you know that's that's kind of plated on there. They they, they didn't use you know like paint. To do that, you know, or it wouldn't have been very durable at all, you know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the Endorsey Kramer guitars, let's let's uh, do you ever go over to Vintage Kramer, the website? I've been there, they kind of shut some of it down recently. They used to have a serial number tracker on there, they got rid of that. Hmm. And then I hear somebody else was going to take it over, but I never could. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I th I think I think I know the guy that, that that ran this for years, um, but here here's like some photos of like some of the Endorsey Kramer guitars. So you're you're saying there was like a lot. I mean I actually I do remember back in the day, back in the I I, I started playing the guitar in '87, and I got my Kramer, my Focus 1000. I got that in '89, but let's say. <laughs> Let's say from 87 to 90, I was all Kramer guitar, you know, Kramer, everything. Basically, until Eddie went to Music Man and started playing those, then I was like, oh, Music Man, you know. <laughs> but but uh, no, I was a huge, I still am a huge fan of Kramer's. And I, I do remember seeing the, um, all the, you know, the magazine ads, the guitar worlds, you know, the guitar player, guitarist for the practicing musician, all that stuff, and, and seeing all, all the Kramer ads. And, yeah, there was a lot of them. I, I do remember. Well, you know, these guys would come walk through the factory. I only saw I only saw David Lee Roth one time, you know, walk through the factory. He didn't really hang out there. But, you really? know, Bon Jovi and his band would walk through. You had all those metal bands. Rat went through there. You know, yeah. had, you know, Springsteen, Van Zant went there. He had custom guitars made. Just about everybody. If if they didn't go to the factory, they were sent there. You know, Nancy Wilson had a Kramer. All the guitarists in 1986, they were all Kramer and Dorsey's. And you, you see the, you know, the Kramer logo. Now, uh, Kramer made George Lynch a guitar in 85. And they had a, a few of those George Lynch models, but it, but it, by the end of '85, he went with totally ESP. Mm -hmm. That, which you know, you could you could probably say it's kind of the same guitar because the, you know, the the parts were all ESP at that point anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, naturally, it 
me being at the factory in the earlier days, everything's got to be super, you know, legitimately authentic for me to build something out of. You know, I have a, I have a real hard time using, you know, different, different stuff made recently, you know, by by companies that uh, isn't like the real thing. I mean, this this guitar neck on this one is a 1979 ESP banana before they even had Floyd Roses. And it, it, really? It been, oh, sure. sure. Oh, let's, let, let's, let's take a look at that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, now this was before. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how the neck has no glued on fretboard. It is one piece handcrafted in Japan oh, man. by those craftsmen were great. You know, it's a two and a quarter inch wide neck. And these these original 82 Pacer Specials were two and a quarter inch pockets. So it actually fit on really good. I had to do a lot of work to it. And it had been refretted and I had to kind of finish that job too. But uh, mm -hmm. it was just, I was lucky to find it because the guy selling it didn't know what it was because it didn't have any identification marks. Mm -hmm. And and by all means, it was probably had the black ESP stamp on a heel. But when they refretted it, they probably sanded that off. They sanded the whole headstock off, so there was nothing to say to ESP on it. But I knew it because you can see on ESP banana necks, they have – there, you can see – you might be able to see it. Okay, there you go. There's a curve. You, do you see there's a curve on the face of this headstock? You on the front? It yeah, it, it curves. It curves over? Yeah, it kind of goes like this a little bit. Okay. That's a okay. telltale sign. And not only that, but this is the uh, Grail banana shape before the actual Grail guitars came out. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so that, and I got it for $300. Easily worth eight or 900 you know. So uh, I was really fortunate Man. to get that, but I knew what it was, and that that's helped me a lot. Being able to identify these things, you know, I can I can see something, and I can tell you, you know, not only the year, sometimes a month, sometimes it's down to a a couple of weeks when they change stuff. So, you know, to me the the vintage parts are very important to building one of these. To me mm -hmm. personally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, they, I mean, they they didn't have they didn't have Floyd Rose, um, you know, uh, shelves. See if you, I don't know if you could see that the nut hangs over the end of the shelf. Yeah, this, had, this did yeah, not have that. a locking nut. This this had just a regular nut, and I you know hand filed it, fitted it. To, uh, and then I hand drilled the, you know, the the nuts on the back, and uh, and and did the uh, did the countersinks too. Of course, mm -hmm. that's how it started out in Kramer. I was milling necks, countersinking, drilling, and attaching the neck. But at Kramer, you had to mill more. They had you mill too much wood and use a shim. That was their that was their policy. So naturally, when I do it, I don't do that. I had no shim on this thing. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. I also used a nut in 83 
up to 83, the Floyd Rose nuts weren't as high as the ones like you see today. They were a shorter nut from the bottom of the nut to the, you know, to the, where the string goes through on the G and the D, where, where it V's in. That's okay. about quarter inch. It's a little less than a quarter inch. And th those are also the nuts that were used on the, uh, the humpback, the humpback locking nut from the, the early Fernandez Floyd Roses, you know. And uh, I, I'm, I lucked out and actually found a bunch of those. That helps a lot. You can slam the strings way down off the nut. I got to mm -hmm. have my, I got to have my strings super low. And uh, you can see, you can see how, how low the action is and how low that, how low that nut is. Yeah, man, that that's, wow. You know, it's, I really, I need to do this stuff because I have the rheumatoid arthritis it makes it hard for me to play and it's just got to the guitar's got to really almost play itself you know for me to have any sort of speed in playing mm -hmm. that's kind of where it all kind of started for me and trying to make the guitar to play mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hey i gotta say something here yeah. this chat room sure. is just the best you i fit in here like a glove you guys are all great you you're watching my videos and um, I just want to shout out to every one of you that has interest in this. And it means a lot to me. I, I, I'm just doing it to try to tell a story and help people. And uh, I just wanted to say, you, you just this chat room got me started. Janice got me started. She subscribed to a channel I didn't even have. Johnny, Johnny subscribed right away. He was like number two. <laughs> And I got, I have Johnny B TV to thank for this. And you guys in this chat room have made me feel right at home. That means a lot to me. You're welcome, man. You're, 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 you're totally welcome. And by the way, actually, I'm glad you reminded me about that. Robbie has a channel. Let, let me, let me go over to your channel. Let's, let's, let's get you guys over Let's get Robbie some more some more subscribers tonight. Let's see. Let me find your channel here. Okay. All right, here it is. I'll put it in the in the chat here. I want everybody here to jump on over and smash that subscribe button for Robbie. Let me just make sure hopefully this is the right. Okay, here. Here we go. Yeah, I feature every guitar that I've built and a rundown on the build, how I got the parts, stories behind it. And I threw in some, you know, factory stories about the, you know, Eddie, which was, he was just a, such a cool cat. There you go. There's Robbie's channel, you guys. He's got 30 subscribers. He's got 30 subscribers. We got about roughly 50 people in here tonight. So by the end of the show tonight, I want to see if we can at least double his uh, his subscribers over there. <laughs> Robbie's been posting a lot of videos, a lot of stuff, a lot a lot of YouTube shorts. Um, let's see, a lot of stuff. Hang on one sec. Hang on, I got I got to turn my camera off for one second. There we go. Um, 
So you guys head on over to Robbie's channel and and check it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I Robbie. sure do appreciate that. I really do. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, man. I love this thing. You can see it has the uh, the bigger numbers. When Eddie originally put the numbers on his guitar, he used this bigger font. He didn't leave it on for very long. So but you can see so, it on the original 5150 that well, what's left of it. Man, so is that so? That's I had never heard that. You told me that was that yesterday. Yeah, I think you, so. you, we, we were talking, and so say that again because I don't know if a lot of people know that. I never knew yeah. that. Well, of course, Eddie didn't use the numbers when he first went out on that tour, and mm -hmm. then he got them at the hardware store and put them on his on the guitar. And the original numbers were this bigger font. This is a two and a half inch font. So it's not the two-inch font that they're selling, like you know. And I had a place here in Norman, Oklahoma, and uh, I had to make these for me. And it's Image 360 in Norman. They already have this laid out, so you guys won't have to pay as much as I did for them. But I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, because I think I paid, I think I paid sixty dollars for three sets. Comes with both stars, the 5150 numbers. They're vinyl transfer. But see, if you buy them now, because I had to pay for the setup, and they gave me a set for free because it was my birthday. So that was nice. Always good to get birthday presents. Yeah. <laughs> this, this body, my sister bought me from Uplander Guitars in California. Is as, as rare as this thing is, I got it for, she bought it for me, and it was about $380. Oh, it was beat up. No, what it was, it was way beat up. You got to be half woodworker and half wood woodworm to work on these things. But it was worth it. It was all worth doing. You know, if you guys looking for old bodies like that, you don't expect to find them all painted nice. They're going to need to be refinished. They're going to have to be repainted. You know, and mm -hmm. the fifty one fifties. Both versions. There was the 82, and that's what this one's based on. And they made two of these, one with black hardware, which is what I built this one based on. And it has the it has the skinnier destroyer headstock. And uh that's the one that Eddie had on the shark guitar. And you know, we called it the destroyer because even when I got there in eighty-four. So we were still trying to glue it together. We glued it together. It kept breaking. It didn't sound right. It, you know, it it held it held together long enough for him to do the picture on the Women and Children first album. But so we call that the Destroyer. And uh, and he had this uh, this thinner headstock. This is the JK JK one thousand neck from ESP, one of the earliest. And the uh, it has the headstocks just a little bit wider than the later models, and uh, you know so that that's what I base this off. But both the, both that in '82, when as far as I know of, they only made two of those, and then the run of five, which is which is what this is based on. We did five of these bodies, Poplar '82 special, Pacer specials for Ed. And he did not spray paint those. Both of those were sprayed in, sprayed in the paint booth. He went in the paint booth with the guys in the paint booth, 
he helped tape them off. He supervised, you know, but he didn't spray paint them. You know, they had clear coat on them. They, they were, you know, really nicely done. And Ed loved that because Ed always wanted to have quality guitars. They didn't really consider what he was building much for a quality thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so he comes into the to the assembly room with with the guys from the paint room, and they're, they're all carrying these, you know, fifty one fifties. It just came out of the paint booth, and Eddie wanted them, us to put them on the floor, like one by one, and kick them around the, uh, you know, kick them around the room to make them look not new, uh-huh. you know. And we did that, and he said, you have to kick it lightly with the side of your foot, okay? So we did that. Then he took us out to the parking lot, right? Out there in 1111 Green Grove Road in Neptune, New Jersey. And he told us exactly where to kick the guitar because the contours were different in the parking lot here and there. He was very specific about that. And, you know, I guess I had personal contact with that guitar, you know? And, uh, you know, we'd get the, now Paul Unker did the early necks. He, he did the necks mm-hmm. out of the, out of the beak neck, Kramer necks that, that were made from ESP. And, uh, you know, he, he glued the banana pieces on them and, uh, you know, he, he dressed the next head and stuff. So I didn't know about what he did after with those, but with these, Billy Connolly would, would be kind of finished with the guitar, give it to Ed. And then uh, the first thing Ed would do was 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 disassemble the guitar. I mean, it's the first thing. You know, he didn't even play it. He's like, disassemble it. He comes running into the neck room. There was three of us in there. It was kind of a little room, too. We were, like, in the little room, and we had this big fan in one wall. And we, uh-huh. we'd, always that, we'd always turn that fan on when, um, when that one song would come on. Uh, Oh, well, you're addicted to love, right? At the time, they were playing the crap out of that song, and you know, Robert Palmer. We'd hear that and hit the switch, you know. <laughs> 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 but I mean, Eddie, come running it. This is good. Anybody out there that works on guitars should listen to this. He thought of this. Eddie, come running in with his neck, and he says, "You know, right? He just took it off. Uh, the guitar was done. Billy Collie was done." He took it apart, runs into the neck room with the neck, and he tells us, all right, you guys, back bow the neck. Adjust the neck so there's like a there's a back bow in it, right? And then sand the living piss out of the frets, right? Just go to town on them. And then make the thinnest crown line you can on each fret, almost wiping it out. And then steal all the crap out of it. And, and that's what we did. I was going through seven ten pads of steel wool in like 10 minutes just going crazy on this thing and uh man you know he thought after that we did all the next that way we used to get next you know oh it's it, it almost has a buzz here or it sounds slappy or you know it's it, it mm-hmm. it's not right and after that we didn't get any redresses because the the, the logic is if you backbone the neck and then like, you know, level it, which is not leveling. It's not leveling. You are sanding in the relief into the into the frets. So when you straighten it and you get that neck perfectly straight, you're going to have that relief in the frets. 
and you could slam the, the strings down further. And Eddie thought of this. This is the genius that was Eddie Van Halen to think of doing that. I've done him that way all my life. And I uh, to this day, every neck I do, I do that like that. Of course, wow, this, is old days. this is the old days. This is after he went to, you know, music man and all this. This mm -hmm. was the first days, you know, some of the first days of Kramer back then. And, uh, yeah, I mean, wax potting the pickup, that was genius too, you know. Helping develop the whale tail on the Floyd Rose. He was great friends with Floyd Rose. They were really great friends. After Floyd had sought him out, they became really good friends. And, uh, yeah, the, the stuff he did with the guitar is absolutely outstanding. All of us, everybody's going to be forever in his debt for what he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's applause. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so you you learned a lot. I mean, we all I mean, we all did, but but uh so you're saying basically from what you saw at Kramer with what Edward with his ideas and and how to, you know, how to work on the neck, how to do this and that. You 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 do that with with everything that you do. With all oh, the guitars yeah. that that you work on and stuff. To get the sound, I get out of the amplifier. It's, you know, all tube amplifier. Mm -hmm. I use the LED diode in a, in a distortion box because there's no, there's no solid state preamp in this thing. It, this Marshall, it's, it's a studio vintage 20 watt. So it's like a small plexi and it, it has, it also has an attenuator to go from 20 watt to five watt, which is very close to what Ed did with the Variac, but it's built into the into the amp, you know, and that really helps. But every aspect of the guitar has to be basically, you know, the same thing. You have to have an 022 600 volt capacitor. It has to be wired from your hot position on your potentiometer to ground. So your 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 uh, pickup hot goes to the one connection on the outside, and uh, the capacitor goes from that connection to ground. The middle connection is the input jack, which is really output, but they call it input. And uh, the third one is just folded over and soldered right to the right to the casing of the pentometer, you know, and. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the wiring. I use two springs. I don't do it the way it did. My springs are straight. But there are two springs on the Floyd. And what I discovered this last week, because I had tried to do a video with this guitar earlier in the week, and I was getting a overtone so bad I couldn't I couldn't tap on the strings. And there was nothing, there's no way to solve it. You couldn't palm the string, you couldn't mute it. It just, it was horrible. And what I had done, because this body was originally routered for Rockinger, and then it was routed again for Floyd Rose, it had lots of room. And at the, you know, in the factory, when we got the big blocks, we thought, well, this, this is stupid. You can't dive it all the way down. It hits the, it hits the body of the guitar. You know, we were, we were like, you know, why would you want that? But in my case, 
I put a big brass block in here and it, and it increased the treble to the point I couldn't tap with the guitar with my sound that I have. And uh, basically building the guitar around that sound, I switched the block to the regular block and it got rid of the sound and it, it taps like, like joy now. It, uh, if you're gonna use the big block, I would suggest getting the steel, the steel block Kyle at Dive Bomb has him for like $89. I was going to do that, but he's really swamped right now. But uh, he makes some really good stuff. He's actually coming out to my house to measure this body so he could make a really authentic 5150. Because there's things on this, this. The horn, the top horn, is small. You can see. You see how small this horn is? You can notice mm -hmm. that in the pictures, too. The other horn is small. The... Uh, this area here, it does not bulge out like some of these manufacturers. It's slender here. And, of course, the jack is at an angle. It doesn't come straight out the body. Now, later on, when you get, you know, into the late 80s and early 90s, by the time he had technicians, you know, changed to a jack plate on the guitar, you know, there was lots of modifications to it. You know, it started out red. I was there. They were red. But by the time we see the, what's left of the 5150 now, it's orange. But uh, they were red. They, they were they were red when I kicked them around on the floor. And, uh, you know, that's just, a, that's just the way it was. And, uh, you know, uh, he's going to measure it just to make sure it's fully accurate. He's a, he's a great guy. He does great work. Cool. Right on, man. So wait, so you're saying you're saying the Kramer fifty one fifty when you first saw it, it was red. Yes. It was red, and then over time, it turned orange. Yeah, all five of them were red. Huh. We did five of them red. That's that's cool. So that's like what uh, the uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, like he's had so many guitars over the years, and and. Uh, like I was telling you earlier, I mean, I love all the, just all the different Kramers. The 5150 is my favorite guitar ever, but aside from that, the 84 Kramer, all the backup, you know, the backup ones that you see every now and again, you know, I, I love all that stuff. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh, 812 has a question. By the way, thank you everybody for, for watching tonight. Oh, 812 is saying, Robbie, did you mention what wood it was made of? Yes, yeah, poplar. So, poplar. So, so the Kramer fifty one fifty is poplar. Yes, poplar. That's what you're saying, because yeah. you know on Facebook people fight all day long about that. <laughs> hey, what do I know? I was there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I searched the ends of the earth for these poplar bodies, and, and, and getting one that's the Pacer Special Mini Two with the with the two and a quarter inch neck pocket, the early one, that was like gold, you know? Now this this body is a later 82. And you can see that, you know, the, the horn is just a little bit bigger. Not big by any means, but it's a little mm -hmm. bit bigger. This one had a, uh, a router trim cover. So it's sunk, the, the, trim, the trim route is sunken in to fit the cover. And, uh, when I sanded this this body down, I found out that it was actually a Paul Unkert glue up that uh, the 
the guy in charge of Kramer wanted to try and save money by gluing parts together to make guitars. And this was experimental. And you could see where it was glued and the way it was glued. It was definitely Paul Unkert's work. And it was it was also an experiment for a veneer on the front and the back. And when I when I got this body, the, the guy didn't want to sell it to me because the veneer started to raise up. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. no, 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 I want that. I want that. You know, it's, it's pop art. You know, so I, I got it and uh, did the work to it and sent it out to get painted. And that guy repaired it even further. But... Uh, this was a this was a later '84, and it has a two and three sixteenths inch neck pocket, and that worked with the JK one thousand neck from ESP. So uh, that all fit together pretty well. Of course, I built this guitar before the other one, but uh, you know, right? I just love the old stuff. What can I say? <laughs> I know, man. I know it's 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 quality stuff, right? Hey, let let's say hello to some people. We have a lot of people. We got we're close to seventy people here watching live. This is awesome, you guys. Yeah. All and right. Do <laughs> and don't forget, subscribe to Robbie. His channel is in the chat right over there. Give him a, a subscribe. There he is, right there. He, he he's been he's brand new to YouTube. You know, I'm the old man here. I've, I've been on YouTube for, uh, what, 17 years. Robbie's brand new, so we're, we're helping him out. We're getting him some uh, Robbie Rocks. That's right. Alonzo. Hey, man. Alonzo is here. Rob Black, the official Rob Blackmore is here, you guys. Six-fingered assault. Donald Young. I texted you a couple pictures. I hope they're guitars. <laughs> oh, wait, is this you? Wait, oh, Donald. Okay, let me see. He sent a couple photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got the uh, the guitar, guitar classics magazine. That's a good one. I remember that one. That was, that was years ago. Okay, what else? Oh, oh, a photo of uh, Edward with the, with the black Ripley. Which I have, I have one of those. I, I'll, I'll dig it out at, at some point. Actually, our, our friend Glenn LaFerman took these photos, took these. But yeah, I have, I have the same, not the exact same guitar, but I have the same thing. I've got the, the black, uh, black Ripley as well. Yeah, Ed's was custom made for him. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing stuff. Zach is here. Facebook user says, happy 5150 Friday. Welcome, Facebook user. If you guys are watching us on Facebook, um, let us know your name because Facebook likes to block the, the name and the avatar, as you can see. Um, so, uh, just, you know, if you want, you can let us know who you are. Uh, let's see. Mike Olson, of course, is here. Let's see. Opie is here. Was the 1984 made before the 5150? Guitar. Do you happen to know? No, the, the first 5150 was made in 1982. The original? Yeah. The original one. The original okay. one. They made two of them with black hardware with okay. the destroyer neck. It was like that night. They The first night they had the Floyd Rose and they put the destroyer neck on a, you know, on a uh, Pacer Deluxe body. So it looked more like the Frankenstrat, you know. It had no finish on it, 
Eddie mm-hmm. brought a piece of record that he had cut out, vinyl record, and drilled a hole in and sanded it down. And he brought a pickup that Seymour Duncan custom wound for. And uh, that was the first Floyd, the first time that Floyd Rose was in a body like that. And uh, well, those are the te- that was the testing. That was late '81, actually. They didn't actually make the first 5150 till 82, but this was like in the experimental phase. And Paul Unkert had left. He had gone home. And uh, they used the Rockinger locking nut that was on the destroyer neck and uh, bolted it on like that. And there's a picture of Ed sitting there with this guitar, you know, and he, he, looks, he looks like he's uh, doing pretty well. I'll just say that. And, uh, you know, that was like the first time they bolted together. The next morning... Hunker came in and made the headstock oh. out of the out of the beak neck and uh, put the Floyd Rose in. Now, nobody knew how to put the Floyd Rose nut on at the time. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Actually, I think those photos you're talking about, or that photo, they might actually have them on Vintage Kramer. Possibly is is that is that possibly when Eddie was at the? Uh, where is it? See if I can find it. Or actually, you guys, there's a phone number right down there below. 415-952-3263. If you know the photo he's talking about, feel free to text it in. I th- I think I know the one you're talking about. I'm going to see if I can. F- Eddie. Edward in the factory. Is it possibly? Is it possibly one? of Well, these are the Glenn LaFerman photos. I don't think it's any of these. Yeah, That's with the, ne- the Neptune, the Neptune guitar. I don't right. Know. It's not that well, we, one. We had some revelations on that yesterday too. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay, I'm looking, but anyway, yeah. If you guys know what he's talking about, um drop uh send in, text in the picture. I think it's I'm a sorry, black and white photo, I right? Have, I don't have it on me. I'm sorry, but uh it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And uh yeah, so you said that they made a Neptune guitar in 83. Mm-hmm. As far as a Kramer. But I saw Ed paint, do the black stripes on two of those in 84. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was the wow. same thing. Come out of the paint booth, but it had no black stripes. Uh-huh. And Ed taped it off, and he got, you know, he got too close to the paint can, and he made the blob, and, you know, they waited for it to dry, and he screwed the rest of it together and voila you had a guitar made by ed man oh that's that's cool so that means there's three of them out there i know of two there's definitely two and you mm-hmm. know the one in 83 that paul unkert did you said yeah that paul painted himself i saw i saw that one that one's at the hard rock cafe in, in hollywood that that one i've seen I've seen in person. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm scrolling through a bunch of photos here. I might be able to find the, the photo of what you're talking about. Yeah, he's like sitting on a bench. You can I'm see looking. the, you can see uh, Unkert's workbench behind him, and he's just sitting there, you know, playing this. No finish on the body. Right. His, yeah, destroyed her neck. There's no finish on the body, but he's but he's playing the guitar with the neck, and then right. uh, 
And there's also there's other there's like a photo of him playing like the Duke bass too, right? He's playing. He's sitting there with the bass and. Yeah, I never saw that one. I I think that's them, but. Yeah, I'm I'm looking, but yeah. If anybody, if if you if you have the photo, if you'd like to text it in, we'll show it. There's the phone number right down there below. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute, Alonzo, is that it? <laughs> where where did, where did you send that? WhatsApp. Let's see, you're typing. Oh no, that's something else. I saw that. That's something else. Let me see. Alonzo says, Johnny, can you shout out my friend Rebecca? Rebecca, thanks for watching. <laughs> Let's see. Our friend Mar Marco sent in a photo on, on WhatsApp. By the way, you guys, you can actually connect this phone number down below to your WhatsApp. You can actually save that number and save it as Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. And and uh, if you message me on WhatsApp, I'll know who you are. Let's see. Here is my Kramer. Oh, this is Coots. Here is my Kramer early 80s Focus 1000. Mint, he says. These are awesome. Like I was telling Robbie earlier, I, I love these guitars. The Focus. You know, the 80s Focus guitars. I mean, that's what mine is. That guitar I just showed you, that one, it's the same. Let's see it's the edge stuff, Johnny. It's basically the same. It's it looks like his is one of the smaller uh smaller banana. The small actually his his is like mine. It's it's one of the smaller, like pointy. Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah, that's pointy. Is. So yeah. that's probably from that's probably from eighty six. Okay. I remember at the factory when we they brought those pointing headstocks in. We, we thought that was just terrible. You know, it's why are they doing this? You know, it was like, Eddie's playing banana next. Why are we point? Why is it pointing? You know, that was crazy. <laughs> well, it was like when we got those neck through ESPs, you know, and I forget what they, was that the, the stage master? Yeah. You know, we got, I was there when the first one came into the factory. Mm -hmm. We were trying to put the Floyd on there, and we couldn't get the action down. Because when they make a neck through, you know, they're, the angle of the neck going into the pocket, it has to be exactly right. When you're talking about, you know, maybe a 64th of an inch can, can make the difference between the, the, the neck angle being correct or, you know, not. And that's why if you bolt the neck on to a body, you can, you know, you can put a shim in there to raise the raise the neck up and lower your action on a you know on a top mounted Floyd. Well, we got these nectars, and we couldn't get that action down. We were we were sanding the heck out of the saddles. I mean, you know, your saddle is 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 you know probably about this thick, and and we were sanding them down to. I mean, they were breaking apart on a you know on the sanding wheel. Oh, we we. we we were trying to get the action down, you know. We were bowing the, the darn, darn truss rod, you know. We were we were slamming the thing into the top with the with the Floyd studs. We couldn't get the action down. It wasn't. We couldn't get the action down to where it could go out the factory. And, and I mean, I was actually there for this. We took a hand router 
taped off the top of that body and and routed that routed that top out so the fluid would sink down to the body. This is the first time anybody ever did it. Only Kramer had Floyd Rose at that time. This is the first time anybody ever did that recessed Floyd thing. And um we got the action down doing that. And miraculously didn't even chip the paint up because we taped it off rather well. But uh everybody always says you know, well, they recessed the Floyd so you can pull up on it more. Well, uh, you know, wrong answer, Hans. You know, <laughs> it was <laughs> really, it was to get the action down. We couldn't, we couldn't get the action down at all. You know, we didn't like it. We had to get, you know, 37 millimeter blocks because it stuck through the end of the guitar. It, it didn't, you know, didn't sound as good like that, you know. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that's what we had to do to get the action down. And, uh, you know, there's people out there that say, well, if it was designed properly, then you wouldn't have to do that. It would be exactly where it has to be. And, yeah, tell that to the guy, you know, in Japan that's putting the guitar together and gluing the neck on. And he's going to, you know, he's got some jig and, and that's going to have play. It, it's just like when, uh, when Kramer did the routering and the Floyd stud positioning on the bodies. They used a template, you know, they put a template on there. Well, the template isn't going to be exact. You know, they wanted to bang them out. So because the Floyd might be off in the position, they widen the neck pocket. So you could move the neck a little bit, you know, if the strings don't uh, line up. And, mm. uh, you know, that's the wrong way to do it. If you really, really wanted to make it good, you'd have that neck pocket tight as you could get it. You'd bolt that neck on. And then you'd set up where the Floyd goes and drill your holes and put it in like that. That's what I do. Yeah. There you go. Right on. The fly in the ointment, you know, the monkey in the wrench, you know, quoting Die Hard, if you will. <laughs> Let me, let's see. Who, who's this? Wait, who just, who just sent this in? We're getting a lot of photos and, and stuff sent in. Joseph. Joseph sends in. Uh, let's see. Here's a guitar. I guess this is a, a, a Kramer right here. Ch see if you recognize any initials on here. I guess. I don't know if you can see that. It looks like it says, um, say Ron? RJM? RJM? Do you recognize any of that? Yeah, it says it's from 84. 9-1984. Wow, I was... I I wasn't. I wasn't in the. Oh, I remember that guy. That's the guy that I replaced. He was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, he was really well known for dressing necks, and I knew the other two guys in there. But this guy had just got you know canned, and uh, I I'm the one that they they threw in the neck neck room after him. He he was pretty he's pretty legendary for his his dress jobs. But uh, wow. yeah, I used to hear tales about him all the time. When I was getting redresses, you know, I'd say reject lots of things until, you know, well, Eddie told us how to do it, right? Yeah. Nobody, nobody in the world is going to dress a neck like that. They all have to be precisely, you know, level and check every fret so it's exactly in the right place. And, you know, and that's like, yeah, right, go ahead, you know, do it that way. That's fine, you know. So I'm not going to play and I'm going to get your action down. I'm going to play all that great, but, you know. But a lot of people never played anything that does play great. I, I 
I'm I'm spoiled. I was there. I, I, I had a I had gotten a Floyd Rose from a guy in the factory in 1982. Okay. You know, I, I was getting a guitar built by Bill Isaacson. And he knew a guy in the factory. I knew another guy working there. And this guy rolled up to my house with this Floyd Rose I bought for a hundred bucks. 1982. Before they were, you know, even they, they weren't even available. But you know, in '82, American really? Precision, yeah, and they were American custom. Precision, well, they were they were sending them. They were limited production. Okay. You know? American Metalworks or American Precision Metalworks was sending them bridges. Now they were an offshoot company of Kaler. And um, well, Kaler got the contract actually, and sent it to a guy in his shed that was American Metal Precision Metalworks, and he made these things. And they used plate steel, piece of plate steel, and bent it, you know, with the hydraulic press. They bent the thing into the whale whale tail shape. Okay, so these were not they weren't cast. And also, you had Fernandez that made these, you know, out of out of plate steel, both those companies, and these are really rare, fit, real, really rare Floyds. This is this one on this guitar is an American Metalworks, and this one they only made for one month because it has the saddles that aren't T saddles. These are the saddles that we know today, and they also put brass uh, string blocks in them. So hmm. you know, this is a, this wow. pretty rare, rare bridge only made for a month. And, uh, you know, the Fernandez ones were uh, pretty well known, too, where they they embossed the Floyd Rose name on them. And uh, and then you had Schaller. And Schaller was making them with cast base plates. Schaller was the cheapest. They got the contract. Hmm. But, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden there was Floyd Rose, you know, in like 84, you know, late 83. They, they, they were there. They were kind of getting their stuff together at that time. Mm -hmm. And I like all the early Floyds. Better tolerances, tighter, fine tuners, and and wood screws into the wood. No inserts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, I, an insert I, will move. That's what I like, too. The, the insert will move inside there. If you do have inserts on your bridge, take some painter's tape or pipe tape, put it around the thread, and put it back in. It'll stop it from moving. It depends how particular you are. Obviously, I'm extremely rabbit hole, super <laughs> particular, you know, and it's got to be yeah. super right. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people at Floyd Roses out there that have inserts that, you know, they, they they might not even notice the extremely slight amount that it might not stay in two, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, honest, if. If, if my guitar goes out of tune, I just hit the chorus pedal, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny, you and got hey, a great ear. You, you got a great ear. You don't even. You You got You don't even use a tuner, man. I heard you. No, I don't. I, I I normally don't use a tuner. Actually, when I when I was at um uh the store I was at the other day, what was it? Guitar Showcase in Campbell, California. When I, when I was there playing the new uh, the, the new uh, eruption guitar, check out that live video if you guys haven't seen it yet. The guy actually brought me a tuner to use, and I didn't use it. 
I just tuned the guitar by ear. But hey, also, I, I found that photo, that, the, the photo that we were talking about earlier. I found it. I, found, I, think, I think that's the photo that you're, that you're talking about right there. That's the photo. That is it. Okay. That's the first 5150 experiment with wow. the destroyer neck. The, the, yeah, it's got the Rockinger locking nut, the piece of vinyl record, and the specially wound pickup for Eddie. And that was the Seymour Duncan Alnico 2 42 gauge wire, staggered winding pickups, wax potted. And I, I use that that version of that pickup on almost all my guitars to me that's the the closest i could get to to what eddie was doing in the early days you know oh, man. B, b2 women and children you know fair mm -hmm. one in that in that in that time right mm-hmm so so this guitar th this became what what for us nerds this became the, the kramer ad guitar i believe well he used he used the Pacer Deluxes for the for the ad Frankies. Those are made mm -hmm. of poplar too, and he played those most of the time. He, it wasn't like he was playing the original Frankie, you know. That had that had squawking problems too, because you know, because of the alder right. or the ash. It, it's a dense wood, and it doesn't absorb the the frequencies like if you really want to get really, really good sounding, you know, feedback changing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but uh, at that time they were considering that that was like the beginning of the 5150, even though it's not the 5150 body. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, a it was like the, the new uh, the new Frankenstein, I guess. It was like the next one. And then from there, that's when he, he uh, technically he went back to the Frankenstein and then went to the 5150 right after that. Um if you want to be really technical about that um let's see let's see what else laz is here i think our friend music therapy laz so look out he has a wrench so <laughs> behave behave everybody <laughs> and uh actually i saw a question from janice our friend janice has a question all right hey janice Janice is saying, who is Kramer? Who is Kramer? Well, you know, he was the guy that was in the in the business, you know, before the wooden necks. He, he, he was with the aluminum necks out of California. And uh, Johnny's actually been to his house. And he sold his name rights before any of these wooden neck guitars were ever made. But uh, they kept his name. Yeah, yeah, you went to his house, Johnny. Gary. Well, Gary. technically, technically, I didn't go to his house, but I, I went to his. Um, he has like it's like it's like a wine bar, Kramer like showroom, and right. I I went down there for the opening. It's only two hours south from from here, and actually, I'll be going back there again at some point, and we'll actually be talking to Gary. I'm I'm, I'm looking to see. I have photos with him because he he signed my my Ripley. I have photos with them here somewhere, but yeah, awesome, awesome dude. And uh, so anyway, so that's where the name Kramer came from. But he was around like way back, so he wasn't even there. Like when it became like, like when when the Van Halen era of Kramer 
started. He wasn't really, he had already left or he was like, right? Yeah. Something he, like he that. Got out, he got out when they moved from California, you know, back in the Travis Bean days. Mm -hmm. No yeah, relation to me, although I wish we were related. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Johnny Bean Kramer guitar. That sounds good to me. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking. I've got so many. I've got so many pictures of this stuff. And once in a while, I'm able to find you know find one to show on the fly. But um, wow, well, guys, impressive. you found that factory photo. That was impressive. Yeah, I found that. There it is. Right there, and I think that. Yeah, didn't that neck, didn't that 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 Kramer neck there, didn't that come off of an Explorer, like an well, Explorer it, that that was made? It was a, yeah. Well, it was an Ibanez. That neck was made to look like, from, uh, uh, what's that Ibanez? It's not a. It's a. It's it's a destroyer, right? Uh, the destroyer. Mm -hmm. That's why we call it the destroyer, because after Ed hacked it up, it kind of fell apart. But uh, yeah, that's the neck that Kramer made to go on that guitar with the banana. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they only made two of those. Two of those necks. Let me see. I have, I think I have a photo of, of that guitar. Wait, is this it? Wait, I think, did I find it? No. There's this one here. I'm, I'm sure maybe, maybe you've seen this one. I don't know if you've seen this picture here. If you've seen that. It's like a couple different different guitars from from the Kramer factory at some point. Huh. Different different stuff, but I I think I I do have a photo here somewhere of 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 that of this neck right here on a on a body not that body but i i think there's like a like an explorer type type body that that is on oh uh, you mean like a destroyer before it's split in two <laughs> maybe if we can get lucky i can find it or again if anybody has it if you want to send it in um that'd be cool um, or if you guys, again, if, if you guys, if you guys remind me about this stuff, um, like on a later show, say, Hey, Johnny, remember that one photo, you know, maybe I can, I can find it and I can, I can show it. Let me see. Alonzo, Alonzo just sent something else in. Let's see. Is this, oh dude, that's it, man. You found, <laughs> well, te well, technically, okay. That's not on that body. Let me see. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. Is it this the one? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I that might be the body I was talking about, but that's obviously that's a different neck. Maybe you've seen this, Robbie. You seen that one? Yeah, it could have been one of the attempts to, uh, you know, fix the destroyer. Mm-hmm. Of course, that, 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 those attempts went on for years. I, w I was there in 84. They were still trying to fix that. And it would still, like, yeah, break it apart. This was, yeah, this was, this was way before 84. Yeah, this is like 82, 
82. Right, 82 sounds about right. It even has the Van Halen logo in it right there. Wow. Alonzo, thank you, man. And hey, Michael B., thank you, dude. Continued support. Amazing guests and guests on the Johnny Bean channel. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty good. <laughs> Michael, thank you, man. Uh let me see. Let's let's see. Uh let, let's we got who else is in here tonight? We normally we do like roll when we do the shows we do like a roll call, we say hello to everybody. Um actually here's how we can do this. Everybody let me know where you guys are watching from tonight. <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma. Okay, I'm in Santa Cruz. I'll put that in. I'll I'll, I'll type for you, Robbie. Raw. Oh, does that mean I have a chance to win the Diver Down album now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You're in Norman, Oklahoma. Robbie's in Norman, Oklahoma. There we go. Yeah, and thank you for, for reminding me. Van Halen, Diver Down, we're giving this away tonight. All you got to do is participate in the chat. That's all you got to do. Let me, let me see. It actually says how many... How many, uh, what do you call it? Um, we have 56 entries. We have nice. 56 entries for this tonight. You guys know this album. So we're giving this away tonight. Randomly, it's a random drawing. But you got to be in the chat. You got to say something in the chat. And here on YouTube, you have to be subscribed. You have to be subscribed to the channel. And speaking of that... Uh, make sure to give uh, Robbie a, a, a subscribe <laughs> over on uh, over on uh, on YouTube. Well, uh, when we started the show, he had thirty subscribers. At the end of the show tonight, we'll um, well, I'll refresh the page. So nobody tell me if you're looking. Nobody tell <laughs> me. We'll we'll, re we'll do the big reveal at the end yeah. and see how many how many subscribers. <laughs> So here we go. He's up 30. And then all of a sudden, 28. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost two. I didn't play, play with my teeth with a fed somebody. Man. Robbie, that, that's something you'll realize too. You know, the more you post on the internet, the more stuff you post, you know, you, you do grow a following and stuff, but you also, you lose. Like people like come and go and, and, and you know, so like the more you post, you know, you'll notice your numbers go, they kind of go down. Dude, on Instagram, I lose like, like 130, 150 followers like a month on, on Instagram. Well, like I, I gain. Hope, I hope I'll to be <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can gain, you gain followers. Like I'll gain 150 and then I'll lose that same 150 like the next week, but then I'll gain another. Like it keeps like. It's, wow. it's, it's, it's a really weird, it's, it's, it's weird how that, how that stuff works. Um, but, uh, let me see. Hang on. Michael B. Thank you, Michael B. And then, uh, CC is saying, how do we contact Robbie for, for guitars? If you, if you want to, if you want to work on somebody's guitar, how do, how do they contact you? Oh, geez. I don't know, Johnny. Uh, what do you think? 
Well, don't give your address out. That's one thing I wouldn't do. Well, um, I, I can protect myself, but you're yeah, you're, you're correct there. And if, if if I were to work on somebody's guitar, they're going to know I live. They're going to have to buy parts, and usually cost me at least twenty five hundred dollars in parts to build one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's without labor. So, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, believe it or not, this one probably cost me about twenty seven hundred with the case. You know, I got the old Kramer case to go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was lucky. This neck, three hundred dollars. A neck like this now is like fifteen. You know, easy. And there's not a lot of people out there who say, "Well, I'm going to buy this ESP non-tilt banana from 1982 or earlier." You know, for you know a thousand dollars. And they "Well, I could buy a whole guitar for a thousand dollars." Well, yes, you could. You could do that. You know, and and, and that makes sense. But. You kind of get what you pay for it. This is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Those were the best years for ESP non-tilt banana was from 79 to 84. And once they started making guitars, their quality fell off. I told you their quality fell off in just their whole entire packages by the, you know, 86, 87. Wow. You know, when we started getting stuff wow. in, and we, what the heck is this, you know? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very narrow window, you know, it is. I mean, you could make you you could use lock bodies, and you could use you know, um, musicraft bodies, and now even those are hard to find. You know, you're lucky to buy one of those for three hundred dollars. You know, so uh, wow. but it won't. It, it's not going to look. It's not going to look quite right. You know, it's a little off. So it, it depends what you're after. It really does. You know, heck, I set them out to paint. It didn't cost me. If you do the headstock like this one. Where this guy, Marty Bell, who's retired, and he still paints uh, guitars for me, and I had him wrap these stripes right around, right around the back. I just love that on the sides. I mean, yeah, I was like, well, let's just let's just get the whole hog here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I I was hesitant to do that because it's a one piece quarter swan maple neck you know there's no flute on fretboard the the whole thing is one piece you got to have an eight inch wide piece of wood to cut one of those out you know and nowadays it's not gonna be all hand cut out by japanese craftsmen you know that's we cnc it's gonna be you know all that makes it harder for me to work with if it's not you know either either esp from those years or the canadian company lucido that made the angled headstocks that uh, from probably 85, probably about late 84, 85. The Angle Kramer headstocks? Before they went pointy, you know. Like on my Ripley. My Ripley has a, a, is that angle? It's tilted. It's like a tilt back, like, uh, would you call that a small banana? I guess. What would be, you call that? A hot dog? What would you call the smaller? Well, uh, the official term is skinny, skinny banana. Skinny banana. Right. So that could be from Lucido, but I doubt it because Lucido is the headstock that's on the reissue Kramer's from Gibson. That shape is the Lucido shape that transferred when Gibson sold the company to, to where Kramer sold the company to Gibson. 
What never transferred was the Paul Unkert glue-up shape. Eddie had the rights to that when he left the company, and he never sold it to anybody. He kept that. And that's why your, uh, really? EVH, your EVH guitars actually have a Hamer headstock. That's why it doesn't look quite right, because that's an actual Hamer headstock. Fender bought Hamer, dissolved the company, and kept the headstock just for their 5151. Really? Yeah, Fender Fender can be kind of ruthless. So, you know, it could be worse. If you're thinking, oh, well, Gibson's making Kramer, and what if Kramer kept going? You know, you could say, well, it could have been worse. If Fender had bought Kramer, they would have, they would have killed him, you know? Hmm. Would have just got rid of him. Man. But but so you're saying so that the the fifty one fifty series EVHs though that that shape, that's like the old Hamer shape. Yes, that's still the old Hamer. That's cool. I love yeah. Hamer guitars. <laughs> I play well, them. I don't. I don't have any of those. I've got the three by three Phantoms and stuff. But that's cool. You know, just throwing that out there. I, I you know I'm not trashing Hamer or anything. You know. Well, they're, they're not even around anymore. But yeah, yeah. Well, I told you, I told you, Robbie. I love everything. I have no not. problems with nobody. I don't know why people hate me so much. I have no problems. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason because I I love everything. You know. Well, like I I love every guitar, all guitars. You told you know? me there's going to be haters out there, and all you can do is kind of grin and bear it and ask for more. Yep. <laughs> Smile and laugh a lot. That helps. Hey, they're watching for some reason. I guess you know. Yeah. I'm glad the people that are watching me are really interested and really appreciate what I'm doing. That's really good. Can, can we do the Bumblebee story now? Sure. Would that be okay? Sure. <laughs> uh, and CC, thank you again, CC. He's saying give Robbie your con his, uh, his contact uh, after the show so Robbie can contact me. Okay. All right. I'll give you CC CC's um, yeah, info. Yeah. You can text that to me, and uh, I'll, I'll keep it in confidence, CC. You don't have to worry at all, you know. And, and, and I'll see what I can do for you, you know. I've, I've kind of run up against the wall, to tell you the truth. These parts are getting harder to find all the time. Mm -hmm. I've got a whole guitar ready to go. Uh, I've got a whole guitar ready for assembly that uh, it's got a uh, boogie body's neck from, uh, you know, from, from uh, FU Tone. Mm -hmm. which is really good. I mean, they do a really good job on it. It's a it's a large banana. It's, it's the real deal. But uh, that's on the Musicraft body, which I had to reshape and relocate the barrel jack. And, uh, you know, the, the route for the electronics is a quarter inch too far close to the Floyd route, which is, I can't do anything about that. The edges are too sharp. The... You know the the horn is too the horn's too big. I'm not gonna take that on. I I sand I sanded out the fat piece. You know I I sand I sanded out the, you know this this fat piece here where they they bulb out. You know, mm -hmm. duh. And I just can't. Maybe you guys out there could help me get inspired because I just can't seem to get into it. It's not like a, you know, forty five year old piece of wood. You know. It's not so hard to get, and it's such bad shape that I have to go to the ends of the earth to try to fix it, make it look at it's, it's just, I don't know. It seems like it, it just seems like it's kind of like, you know, not, not 
real deal. But, you know, in my world, it's pretty, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm way down that rabbit hole. Jeez, you know, it's it's got to be like just right, you know. So I yeah. haven't got cleared on a, on a 50 by 50 page job on it too. And you'd think that would be enough for me to, to do it because I am not going to paint my guitar. I mean, I'm just not going to do it. I, I It's not going to look and hey by the way robbie are you using like like how are you your phone like your audio like totally cut out i mean it didn't cut out it sound it's you sound like a stormtrooper now which is kind of weird which is kind of cool oh no i didn't do anything can can, can you say open the blast doors open the blast doors <laughs> Well, it's it's it. You you actually sound like you're coming through here, which is kind of weird. Like a stormtrooper. Yeah. No. Can you jump jump out and can you jump back in? Can you click on the link again? Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Sounded like it was coming through here. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, Robbie, exit out from this. Exit out from there, and then and then do like a fresh like jump back into the video. That that might fix it. Okay, he's gone. Okay, he'll be back. You guys, you guys, this is awesome. This this is an awesome uh, awesome show. Robbie is an awesome dude. If you're just tuning in, he worked for Kramer Guitars back way back, and I guess '84 uh, for for uh, for a while. It's my tinnitus that's doing that. Oh, my I've got I've got horrible tinnitus, you guys. All right. Okay, Robbie's back. Let's see. Uh Let's see. Look, I am your father. There we go. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Um, um. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing at you, Johnny. Okay. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's Johnny B TV. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. We just got a new channel ID. Look at that. <laughs> We're going crazy with these channel IDs now, man. We we everybody's making them now. All right, this, so you this can is hear great. me. We can hear you again. We can, right. we can hear you again. Everybody um, knows the Bumblebee, right? Yeah. All this stuff, you know, Charvel. He had the body made in his shop. He paid. He assembled a guitar, set it up and everything, right? And uh, there's, you know, what was the Bumblebee made out of? Well, there's a lot of people that say it's made out of ash. It could have been made of alder. Either one's probably true. Now, uh, and he got the guitar, and he took the picture with it. Okay, he took the he took the got the photo, mm-hmm. and then like Ed, he immediately disassembled it. I mean, he does tore it apart, you know. And he tried several necks on it. He could not get the the high pitched squeal out of the amps with the uh, with the harder wood. You know, I mean, he loved the paint job. Didn't like the neck. Put several necks on there. Then. 
he actually put a tone pot inside the electronic cover to get, so you could turn it from inside. He didn't want anybody to see that he was having to use a tone pot because with Ed, if you use an extra potentiometer, you are putting more signal to ground. At that time, it was important to Ed to have signal strength. Signal strength means that you don't you don't put stuff to ground. Every effects box you have, when you turn the tone to make it warmer, it's sending your signal to ground to make that warmer tone. Okay? If you have a more than one pickup, it's going to ground. Eddie knew damn well how to pick, how to put a uh, tone pot in there. He knew he knew darn well how to how to wire it. But that's mm -hmm. why he didn't do it because it was sucking a signal. And if the signal's not not strong, you're not going to get strong reactive feedback like he was getting at the time. Now, mind you, this was before your solid state preamps that you know pretty much anything you play through is going to sound okay through that. You know, mm -hmm. this is before yeah. all that. So he kept trying to get this guitar work. And he ended up having Schechter make him a custom body. And I believe it was made of basswood. And he got it wet. He could only, he could put in one potentiometer. He didn't need that extra tone knob he was hiding. He could play the thing, you know. And I think that's what he used on the tour. So he came back from the tour and he goes into this bar guys you guys are gonna love this all right he goes into this bar in los angeles and he sees some you know no no name guy playing in a band and his guitar has a bumblebee paint job right now ed was a really cool cat man you couldn't face the guy he was just super cool all right well, smoke came out of his ears on this one. He wanted to know. He pressed this guy. Where the heck did you get that? Well, his language was more flavorful, let's say. And, <laughs> and I mean, he actually, and Ed was a small guy. He was light frame. He was, you know, kind of sure. I mean, when I stood next to him, I felt like the jolly green giant, you know? I can't believe how tiny this guy was, you know? And, uh, he actually intimidated this guy. Tell him what, how he got that body. Grover Jackson was painting bumblebees for anybody that wanted one when Ed was on tour and selling them for $6,000. Dang. To say the least, Ed was pissed. <laughs> when was this? What year was this? Right when he came back from the V2 tour. 79, 80, somewhere? Yeah, right around then. That's before he talked to the, his agent talked to the guy that ran Kramer, you know. Right. Names have been changed to protect the innocent at this point. And uh, I refuse to confirm nor deny any aspects of any stories I've said today. Now that takes care of it. I can't mention these people's names. They're probably still powerful today. But, uh, yeah, that was it for Eddie. If you crossed Eddie, that was it for you. And uh, he, he, he never had anything to do with Robert Jackson after that. He went home, he took that bubbly apart, and he never played it again. And then, you know, when Dimebag got shot, he bolted it back together and put it in his coffin because he knew, he knew he was friends with Dime, and he knew he mm -hmm. loved that. 
But uh, I thought you guys might find that interesting. If you want to build, if you want to build a, a bumblebee and make it out of ash or alder and uh, try to try to play through, you know, marshals like that, you'll see what I mean about you know getting those those uh, squelchy high tones. You know, unless of course you have a modeling app or a solid state free app or any of this new stuff that people use nowadays, then it, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're playing through a piece of concrete. Yeah, yeah. As far as I see it, Robbie, I I know I know how you feel about your your amps and stuff, man. I mean, it's all it's the real the real deal. You know, the good stuff. Yeah, dude, dude that that's man. That's what I actually. What what was that? I said that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael B says, uh oh, tone wood. <laughs> yes. If you go through a tube amplifier, tone wood does matter. If you do not have a solid state preamp, tone wood does matter. If you have a modeling amp or you use a solid state preamp, well, you know, you have one of these uh, you know, kind of kind of, you know, what do they call them? Hybrid amps that have power tubes and solid state preamps, which a lot of amps do now, it's not going to really matter because all your sounds coming through to the solid state preamp, you know, but if hmm. you're going through tube marshals, you know, it's going to matter. One of my first amps was a 70, 71 Marshall super lead hundred watt. Okay. And so mm -hmm. I love that feedback. I love the sound out of it. And I didn't have wax pot pickers. I wasn't the genius Ed was to wax pot your pickup so you get good feedback. You know, I was my palm was glued to that bridge, baby. You had to control that feedback. And forget it if you had a hollow body. That would be just outrageous, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, that's the kind of thing I do. You know, when I get feedback, I want it to split. I want it to split octaves three times. I want it to be right there. I want to have a life for its own. I want it to bloom, just like, like you hit a guitar note, and it, you know, and it takes off and it blooms, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. It's <laughs> a great sound. <laughs> you guys, you guys, if you're just tuning in, this is Robbie. He worked for Kramer, and he's telling some awesome stories. By the way, you guys can subscribe to Robbie. Here's his channel down here. There you go. And by the way, we're giving away some Van Halen vinyl tonight. We're giving away Diver Down. So all you got to do is, is, is say hi in the chat or ask questions, leave co comments. All you got to do, and you'll be entered to win this uh, vinyl copy of, of Diver Down. You guys know this one. You guys know the songs on there. Oh, I gotta tell you, a lot of people give that give that album grief. You know, publicly Ed gave it some grief. Uh, when we made the diver down guitar for him at the factory, he actually hated it. He wouldn't have anything to do with it. But uh, you know, hey, Alice. I gotta tell you, when I when I learned how to play Hang 'em High, I mean that song, the way Eddie played it originally, because you know. 
Eddie would Eddie wasn't one to just keep the hands in, you know, in one space. He he would he would hop around. You know, it's like there's a part in there that goes like in concert. You'll see Eddie going like a right to do that part. But actually, mm-hmm. when he first did it. It was like he he'd do it with the chords like. Like, you know, he'd do the he'd do that hammering and he'd move the finger. And it's kind of the same with Panama too. You know, there's lots of people that play Panama with their hands stationary, right? But I don't do it to, to me, it's like you know, you you're moving around, you you're doing the different notes. And I think they, they both kind of uh bloomed out of a, a piece that him and Alex would do at concerts where they do a jam piece. And, uh, of course, Hang 'em High went way, 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 way back, you know. But I haven't really right. I haven't really tried to do that song on a channel because I can't get the playing and the singing. I have a really hard time singing David Lee Roth, you know. It's his, his voice. It's just, I can't do the screeching. I don't know who can, you know. But, like, the range of his voice is pretty far, and it's really hard to duplicate, you know. That's why I'm doing so many Jim Morrison songs, because, you know, my voice is, is lower like that, or a little Johnny Cash, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a Genesis song called uh, The Musical Box. And uh, I've been I've been working on those lyrics, too. And, and my voice kind of fits Gabriel, you know, and I'm... I've been working on that for a few days now. It's going to be a while. It's going to be the next video, so it's going to be a little bit before cool. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys check out Robbie's channel. He's been he's been posting a lot of a lot of cover tunes and talking about uh, talking about guitars. And hey, let's just say hello. We got some more people in here. We got Alice Martinez. Good to see you, Alice. She's saying hi to Mike Olson. Hey, Mike Olson. Our friend Janice Lala is saying hi to Dane. So that tells me that Dane is in here somewhere. Hey, Dane. There he is. Zim's Guitars. He says he knows a guy that owns one of the first five bumblebees made. Oh, wow. Dang. Let's see. Majestic PB&J Cat is saying he's lurking while he cooks. Right on, man. Let's see. Thank you for the pick, Johnny. It's awesome. Sherman Callahan says, I guess he won a, a guitar pick on here. You're welcome, man. You're welcome, Sherman. Great to see you, as always. Great to see everybody in here. You guys are, you guys are awesome. Tyler Johnston Guitars saying Robbie Zeppelin was great. Thanks, Tyler. Hey, Tyler Johnston. This kid, he's a vet. He was in the Air Force. He's making videos, and uh, you know, try to try to support him. He's just starting out. He's a really good guy. He jumps all over my stuff when it comes out, you know. And uh, thanks for that for the Zeppelin. Zeppelin seems to have lost favor recently, you know. I, mean, I played I played Zeppelin for years. I, I, one of my first guitars was a Gibson double neck. It was white, you know, and I did the whole. Zeppelin thing. I had the bow, you know, I did all the Zeppelin songs. Mm-hmm. You know, back then it was pretty good. I threw the Marshall, you know. Actually, the 
one the bridge pickup originally that was in that double neck went into the red tiger guitar you know and that was interesting too because i didn't know what ed was doing at the time i heard from the factory what was going on but i wasn't working there yet you know so uh you know people told me well ed's using uh, you know he's only using one tone it's one 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 uh volume pot you know and uh and i said well that's crazy i, I want to tell him pot you know oh i was young and stupid you know and, i still uh, am young and stupid <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know how young i could be at 60 years old but uh you know i put that gibson pickup into that red guitar which was one humbucker and uh i didn't slant it it was straight uh-huh. but i had bought the charvel san demas neck for it you know in in 82 and it was uh ebony fingerboard hard maple neck and uh and you know isaacson routed it out to be you know so you had to use a shim for it and i brilliant me in 1982 before anybody else did this i said well let's use wood screws to attach the nut onto the neck because i thought if you're crazy drilling a hole through the neck to mount the you know the nut and uh that was a disaster i mean you know the the i used to do you know all this motor sounds with the floyd you know hit the Mm -hmm. springs on the back and you make it sound like a horror show you know, and uh, the neck, the the, the 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 nut would get loose, and it it start flopping around, you know. And I'm I'm like fine tuning on the on the fly, and you know, it was just it was insane. But you know, now they they lots of people do top mounted Floyd nuts, and you know, I I look at that and kind of have nightmares. You know, I think I I'll, I'll always drill through now counter saying, you know, if you got a Floyd nut, mount it from the back. Yes, you know, I agree. Take, I, take drill, I have to agree with that. Take your hand drill and drill a hole through, and countersink with another bit, a bigger bit, you know, and go for it. You know, just go for it. And that's one of the best parts about working on guitars. You got some super rare old body. You gotta, you gotta drill a hole for the, you know, the ground going, going from the electronic cavity into the, into the Floyd route, and this big old bit on there. And hog it out, man. Yeah, sure. You paid like all kinds of money for this body, and it. But it always comes down to that. It's either you know, it's either gonna work or it ain't, and it's just thrilling to just, you know. And that's the same kind of thing where you're drilling through a neck. You lay out your holes, and you know, you start with smaller drill bits, and then you finally get to that big bit, and you're just hoping it doesn't grab, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then you're, you know, then you're like, you know, making plugs and and gluing and waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> yeah. You dude, yeah, you guys fun. you got you I mean there's a bunch of you guys. Eric Casper is here. Dude, you have that that awesome uh uh Kramer uh Breda special that you did, man. Dude, again, I'm I'm thinking about that guitar, man. That thing was awesome. But you know, you got all these dudes here making, you know, making their own guitars and and you know i'm starting to get the the bug again you know i haven't i haven't built a guitar in years you know i've been pretty happy with what i have but 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 now it's like it's like yeah i I would like to you know slap a couple you know guitars together again and and uh 
and uh it's it's just it's awesome it's awesome you're right robbie this is an awesome chat these guys are these guys are great you are it is I wouldn't, be doing it. I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys i've been on lots of channels in comment sections and you get the cold shoulder or you don't get any reply or you try to reach out to the people and you get absolutely nothing you know because they're all like thinking about themselves all the time and uh i'd almost given up you know i saw johnny's channel and i thought you know oh here's another guy that's trying to do a you know van halen thing here this is zora this is Zora, Princess Zora. Oh, hey Zora. Yeah, you gonna say hi, girl? Look, you're on TV. Look, look. Hey, Ned's in there. Ned is in. Ned is in. Hey, Ned, come here. Come meet Zora. Ned, come here. Zora. Hey, Zora. Oh. Oh, there she is. Oh, Good. look at that. Good girls. Oh wow. Good girl. You know, I love wow. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She's a princess, you know. We love she, cats here, you guys. She has two separate litter boxes, you know. <laughs> they got Ned crazy. Ned has two separate litter boxes too. Cool. Yeah. He has one in in here and one out there. <laughs> yeah, she's got she stays in. She stays Ned. in. She, she's got one. She likes to do pee pee in and another she likes to go poopers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is Man. Funny. So, I mean, Ed would go in factory all the time. And when I first uh -huh. got there and I worked in the assembly room, you know, I would see him a lot, you know. And every day after lunch, he'd come in and he'd like try to put guitars together. Now, uh, maybe two or three, maybe four actually made it through. Most of the time, they were disassembled and ran through production again. You had to, you had to strip all the paint off of them, reseal them, repaint them. Because Ed would use the, the hand drill to put the, the neck screws in, you know? Wait, are you saying that Edward would come in and he would put a guitar together at Kramer? And, yeah. And when he'd leave, you guys would take those guitars apart? Well, it depends on what he did. Lots of times, you know, because he'd use the drill if he was putting the, you know, the the pickup ring in, you know, and he'd go, whoa, and it would slip off, and, you know, across the body and just kind of destroy it, you know. So that was, you know, that had to be redone. I would put the next screw in, right? I'd put the next screw in, and I'm like, uh, and, you know, he wouldn't, like, drill the, the hole through the body first. They only had like a pre-drilled hole, you know. And you'll see this uh -huh. with a lot of Jackson guitars, you know, f that are imports. They'll they'll drill the they'll drill the screw in, and then it goes through the wood of the body and into the neck. It makes it like almost impossible to remove the screw if you had to work on the guitar, you know. And by '86, they were doing all of them that way, but uh, you know, quality had, had fallen off by that time. But yeah. And he he tried to drill it in, and you get the get the screw at the angle, and it would you know it crack a piece of the body off or something, you know, or it would slip off the screw and go across the back of the body, just you know, big a big gouge in it. And I got to tell you, to this day, I always use a screwdriver and a pair of pliers to torque. You know, I pull that screwdriver, 
you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't use a drill for that. I will drill with it. I will make drill holes with it. But uh, no, that that left such an impression on me. I, I will never do that. <laughs> so there's another thing that he helped me with, you know. <laughs> but you got to remember, back then, Ed was kind of like a regular guy. He was big at his concert, you know. The, the concert was a huge. He had all his fans would come from, you know, miles around and go and see his shows. But, you know, back then, it was kind of like a selective group. You had your Van Halen people, you know. You had, like, you know, your Motley Crue people. You had your rap people. You had, you know, your, your Def Leppard people, you know. Of course, we, we saw all of them in the factory, too. Def the Leffer. people that worked. The pe you're talking the, like the, the the people that worked at Kramer. You're saying like, oh no, I thought about those right? bands, or just in but, oh yeah, oh okay, they'd go through the factory, you know, like all the hair bands, you know. Oh, so all all the bands because you you were saying Kramer back then like had like a thousand endorsees, so they would yeah, all be coming through the factory. Hundred, yeah. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, they'd all go through the factory. I, I saw all those guys, you know. And none of them were particularly big either, you know. They were all kind of that they weren't really tall people, you know. The, the, but like I said, Ed was kind of he, when he wasn't in the concert arena, he was just a regular guy. He could walk around town. He'd go to Red Man Music, you know. He'd look at stuff. He could go eat someplace. He never got mobbed or anything, you know. So back then, it was it was just, you know he was popular in a certain crowd. It wasn't like across right. the board, like, you know, like came later, you know. Right. And, and that just helped That just helped with them being more personable to people. Of course, you didn't talk to Ed unless he talked to you first. And nobody talked to Seymour Duncan. And there's one thing he did not want released was that Seymour Duncan 78 pickup. He, he did not want anybody to know that. And he'd go to great lengths. He would, he would change the bobbins, make it look like a different pickup, you know. He would do that. He would take he would take Elnico five magnets and switch them out with Elnico two magnets, just so he could get the sound, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was, yeah, you know, and he was really secretive of that. But you know, he would he'd come up to you, just come up to you and start talking. Especially we work, he did some work on a neck, you know, and he didn't really want people to know, you know, some schmo in the neck department, you know, redoing a Billy Connolly jet dress job. He didn't do that, you know. You know, you don't want people to know that. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm glad I was there. You know. Wow, you know, like, that's that's like, amazing, man. Like that Neptune guitar, and you, you know, you said that he there was one made before I got there with Paul Unker and all. But I actually saw him paint and assemble two of those in '84. When I was in that assembly room, so there's another guitar out there that was similar, like like similar to, to the Neptune, or yeah, well, it was pretty I mean, close to pretty close to the same thing. There, the there's there's got to be way more. Like I was telling you, Robbie, actually one one of the things um, when I first started doing these shows, like we're going on like seven years ago. One of my ideas was to start talking about, you know, Van Halen guitars and talk about the ones that I liked, you know, and and a lot of the, the guitars that, that, I, that, I, that I just love, uh, 
are the uh, the Kramer the 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 red black and white Kramers like the ones that you never you either never saw him play or the ones that he gave away or or whatever like let me see I can find uh, I'll find a picture of like one or two or, or something here like just the, the ones that are just different you know like this one I'll show a few pictures here like that one right you know that one there that one's actually up in seattle actually at at a uh what's the place called it, it's a museum and there, there's like there's like a rock area and actually that's actually that's what i used for the um for the the what do you call it tonight that guitar uh-huh. so there's like that one there and actually this one was on tour on the 5150 tour you can actually see it like in in his rack of of guitars yeah that's a tilted so, so yeah yeah but yeah guitars you know stuff stuff you know actually that's a i just found a really good picture of it actually there you go there you go there you know uh, yeah that looks like a that looks like a canadian lacido neck hmm and those i think those are the second best necks those those few years of lacido and most 85 Kramers tilted are Lucido necks. There are a few ESPs. I have a transition ESP on one of my guitars. It, it, the, the headstock's a little bit fatter, but it's not like the traditional grail type headstock. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite, you know. Mm-hmm. But then again, I haven't got one of these, uh, you know, one of Kyle's at, at Dive Bombs right exact where Paul Unkert glued it to. Paul Unkert even looked at him and okayed him with Kyle. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe one day getting one of those. He only charged like 265 for it, non-tilt, banana, you know. And uh, you paint it lightly so you can see the lines through the through the, the glue seams, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what, if you look super closely at Ed's, that, that's what his look like. Even though myself, I prefer the one piece quarters, quarters one, you know, ESP not till. But... Yeah. yeah, he owned the factory. I mean, he would be at a if he if he was in a concert close by, you know, he would get on a private jet and fly to Jersey to be at the factory the next day until he had to fly back for the next uh, concert. That's how much he loved it. You know, it was him making guitars that he thought of. You know, and that that was really big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was just a, a like he would say, a, a punk kid that plays guitar. I mean, he just he loved the stuff. And that's what he thought. You know, you get all these people playing Van Halen now, and they all want to be exactly what what Eddie played. And they all try to cram all these notes into a certain amount of time. And, you know, Eddie really wasn't like that. Timing was his most important thing. You had to be on time. If you didn't get all the notes in, just keep going. You know, he wasn't going to, like, throw a song out of time because he didn't get this note or that note in. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't out to be super precise. He was conveying his idea through the playing and Mm -hmm. keeping it in time. So I think a lot of today's players are kind of missing the boat when they're trying to get every note in. 
because Eddie was wicked quick. And uh, they're losing kind of like the feel and the dexterity, you know, and the, the representation of what he did in an attempt to have Avery Neal in there. Just my, just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I saw I saw him play at the factory lots of times. That's one of the things they do. After lunch, he would screw the other guitar. You know, good, bad, or ugly, having to be reproduced, whatever. Danny played it. Uh, the people at the wow. factory, wow, God, well, he's really he's he's really messed up that guitar, right? You know, when he put it together, and then. And then he would plug it into the amp and he'd play. And we'd be like pretty much awestruck, you know. That that he, he it was just so easy for him to play. And I think that's because he's having fun. He's having a lot of fun doing it. And that mm-hmm. that was nobody knew like, you know, it was gonna turn out what it is now. You know, I'm sure right. everything he ever touched would have been preserved and whatnot. But, that, uh, that's what I was gonna say. I couldn't believe that, how he would come in and and, and do something to a guitar and you guys would take it and, and fix it. Well, that, it was the factory. They wanted to sell guitars. It was a, you know, it was a money thing, you know, right. just like the tilted headstock. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the leaders I, at Kramer made the tilted headstock because it saved money. They could just, use a thin piece of wood and glue a headstock on the end. And that I just found a, I just found a picture of, I don't know where this photo came from, but I just found a photo of, if you guys are curious of what the 5150 headstock, you know, something like that looked like underneath, th- this is what this is what you would see. Yeah, sorry, it's a little, it's like, there we go. Uh-huh. See how, how it's like glued at the end, and then you can see like the holes are like, like that, right. see? The fill holes. Yeah, if that's the, the kind the holes. of thing Kyle does at uh, at Dive Bomb. There we go. So see, so that's what Eddie's actual next looked like, or headstocks. They look like that. Oh. So. Yeah. So I, I think I don't it's, know where that nice, came from. It's nice to keep those glue lines, so you can see them through the paint, mm-hmm. which isn't really hard to do. It's just a little less prep. Mm-hmm. And over time, stuff like that tends to show anyway. Right. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me see. We're, we're actually kind of running low on time. We're almost at two hours. It's almost dinner time around here. Um, <laughs> the Axe has a question. Let's Let's go... Here's a question for Robbie. The EVH Stripe Series necks are supposed to be based on the 5150. Have you tried the EVH necks? Yeah, I've played them. I mean, to me, they, I'm not going to say they don't play good. Yeah, they play good and all that. But, uh, you know, they glue on the fingerboard. Eddie's necks were one piece of wood with the skunk scribe. They didn't have a glue on fingerboard. You know, mm-hmm. they were handcrafted by people, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I know it play it plays it, it plays well it does, you know I, I'm not going to put their their neck down. I think they probably could have done better if they wanted to put more money into it, but uh, you know I don't really think Eddie was telling all his secrets to Fender. You know uh, Eddie Eddie didn't like Fender. He didn't like Gibson either. 
he wanted to put both companies out of business when he was at Kramer. That was like his goal, you know. But a company as big as Fender, you know, it's kind of like if you can't beat them, join them. Man. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, hey, Robbie, great, great talking to you, man. You'll, you'll have to come back, of course. Come hey, back. Anytime. anytime, John. Yeah. And you guys, here's Robbie's channel again, right here. Make sure to give him a subscribe. Check out his channel. He, he talks Kramer guitars. He, he does covers of, of The Doors, Johnny Cash. All type. He plays guitar with his teeth. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you, all you guys. I mean, thank you for watching the videos and the comments. I just love the comments, you know, and your interest in everything. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad to be able to share some of these stories with you, you know, and uh, what I do, what I've been doing with the guitars and uh you know, it's it's really given me. Uh, I I haven't played this much in years. It's really enchanting my life. I'm even having less pain. You know, being involved in all this, and uh, you mm -hmm. know, hey Johnny, man, you're great, Johnny. Thank you, man. Thanks. I'm 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 glad I I could help. You know, I'm I'm glad. All you guys, you guys that enjoy this stuff, I'm 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 happy happy to be here. And hey, before we leave, we get we gotta do the we gotta do the giveaway here. We actually have uh, 66 entries here for the the diver down diver down LP. So let, let me let me just quick the, quick check the list and see some of the recent names. We like to give everybody a chance. Okay. All right, again, Diver Down LP giveaway. You ready, Robbie? Hey, good show tonight, man. All right, here we go. Vintage Sounds. All right. Vintage Sounds, you're the winner. You won the Diver Down, Vintage Sounds Diver Down LP. There we go. I got that for the list. So, hey, Vintage Sounds, text that phone number below, 415-952-3263, and uh, I'll get your info, and and your, uh, you won. And, yeah, Danny of New Jersey's uh, losing streak is intact. <laughs> One of these days, Dan of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. We got to check. Okay, we we got to check your um let's see. You were at 30 subscribers when we started. You're now at 31. 37. No, I'm kidding. 51. You've got to be kidding me. Wow. To make this perfect, somebody unsubscribe so he's at 50 and then resubscribe. No, I'm kidding. 5150. <laughs> get it? You're at 50, so we, so we grew your channel tonight, 30, by 21, 21 subs. Wow, that's great. And that's just Thank live. So that's just live during this. I'm, it'll grow during, during the rest of the, uh, the rest of the week. So I, I can't thank you guys enough, you know? Yeah, like I, my next video, I'm working on a song by Genesis called The Musical Box. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, probably from about 1973. Mm-hmm. It's from the nursery crime album. And uh, I've been working on that a lot. There's a lot of parts to it. So it's taken me some time. You know, I'm really putting out as many videos as I was at one time. But, uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be mm-hmm. next. Awesome. 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 Hey, you got Robbie. Thank you again. Thank you for being here, and it's great. I've I've made a new friend here because Robbie, we talk on the phone, and and um, it just I, this is awesome. This is yeah, awesome. That's for sure, Johnny. This chat room is fantastic. You, you know, y'all got to see Zora. You know, yeah, but it's really cool. She she's a little star. She's got eighty views on a short. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome awesome well hey thank you so much channel members thank you for your continued support for this channel here on the i was gonna say on johnny bean tv it's yeah you guys thank you so much i'll see you guys tomorrow night it's Saturday. i haven't done a proper Saturday night uh for a couple weeks now because i i played i i sat in with a band two weeks ago and then Billy Sheehan was here last week, so I haven't really done a, a proper Saturday. But tomorrow night we'll do something. We'll do something cool. So, you guys, thank you for thank watching. You. And and thank Ro- you everybody. Thank you, Robbie. Everybody. Don't hang up, Robbie. Don't hang up. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm hanging in. Okay, you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. Bye. Hey, this is Billy Sheehan. You're watching Johnny Bean TV. Okay, ready. Ready. Hola, amigos. This is your bass player, Billy Sheehan. You're watching me right here on my dear friend, John. Uh, It went away. Oh, no. Uh, Johnny. (laughs) I can, I can, we we do radio IDs all the time, but if it's not written down, even if the guy is standing right there, it's a a weird mental problem. You said we're dear friends, but then you couldn't remember my name. Dear friend, uh, what's Uh, Who is that? No, it's a weird thing. Uh, whenever we do radio IDs or TV things, <laughs> if it's not written down, you're, you're lost. It's hilarious. But Johnny B, come on, here we go. Let's do, take two. I'll get it this time, I swear to God. All right. Ready. All right. Hola, amigos. This is Billy Sheehan, your bass player, here with my dear friend, Johnny Bean. I never forget this guy. He's been so wonderful for me. <laughs> Let me do take three. Sorry. Thank you, Billy. I overdid it now. Here we go. <laughs> Hola, amigos. This is Billy Sheehan, your bass player, uh, saying hello to you from the fabulous Johnny Bean Show. And uh, thank you for having me on, Johnny. And I uh, hope I see you all around. New Talus is out. New Winery Dog's coming. Gracias.